Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, I wanted to start this show by shouting out a friend of the show, 81 years old, or 81 years young, I should say, Coach Larry Brown. His birthday was yesterday, BJ. Uh, I had to give him a shout out. I sent him a nice text, and he said, new chapter in his life. Hopefully, I haven't forgotten how to teach. Spent his 81st birthday on the road recruiting, BJ. Larry Brown still on the road recruiting at the spry age of 81. So I want to start this show with a nice little shout out to him. Coach Brown, you know, he is what we refer to as a basketball lifer. Yes. Happy birthday. He has been one of the great contributors to the game. The game of basketball is better because of him and his life, really work, life dedication to the game of basketball. So congratulations. Happy birthday. Many more (laughs) to come, young man. And uh, we can't wait to get him back on the, uh, the podcast. Yeah, we got to get him back on the show. I just thought it was very funny that, you know, 81 years old, he is on the recruiting trail, you know, talking to 17-year-old kids, you know, trying to give them game, trying to pass down that knowledge about basketball. And uh, like you said, basketball lifers, that's what we love on the show pushing through. So we had to shout out Coach Brown. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What's going on in this basketball world here today? <laughs> well, we got, you know, some news with contracts and things okay. and, you know, some some speculation. Maybe we start with the, the speculation okay. because that's let's, always fun. Let's do that. And we're talking about John Wall because John Wall is a commodity. You know, when you talk about basketball point guards and and, and guys that championship contending teams may want to bring in, the Houston Rockets have, you know, they pressed the reset button, BJ. You know, they, when did they do that? Did they do it this year apparently, or last year? Apparently they did it last year when they traded James Harden. But they... Uh, they are putting out to the world they don't want to get fleeced by uh, you know this this John Wall trade. They want to do a trade for John Wall. Mm-hmm. They said that they don't want to have the same PR fallout that they had with the James Harden trade. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. This is all the conversation. So the PR to, re- the PR yeah. really matters now. It, the PR matters now. They think okay. or that's what they're saying. Yeah right. yeah yeah. Because sure. we talked about this. When, whenever you make a trade, it's about winning the press clippings. It's about actually winning the basketball. You know, verite of the trade. Uh, you know that there's different there's different factions that you're trying to please. But I wanted to talk about fit. I think fit is the real conversation here. Where does John Wall fit in the 2021 NBA landscape? You know, as we look at some of the contending teams, obviously he's on a big, big contract right now. So that that is a different conversation. But as far as fit basketball wise, you know, what do we see for John Wall? Because I'd always heard Miami was kind of the team lurking in the background. They get Kyle Lowry. So that's not really an option right now. Um, but basketball fit, BJ, is, is there somewhere where John Wall belongs? I remember when, that contract was signed. And I always like to get the perspective of the league, you know, just to see yeah. what the other 29 GMs are thinking along with the GM that actually signed the deal that or that organization. It's like, what, what are you thinking? What's the mindset here? What does that mean for the future of building a team? As I've told you, Tate, building a team is a very, very difficult thing to do. Yes. It's, it's very difficult because of the salary cap, because of the the way the collective bargaining agreement is structured. Building a team is probably the most difficult thing I've seen. And it's more difficult now than it was 15, 20 years ago. 
when he signed that deal, I remember reaching out to like five GMs and they all said the same exact thing. How can I trade this contract? How is it possible for me to build a team with a guy making over $40 million a year? I don't know mm-hmm. the exact numbers in front of me. $43 million. Yeah, yeah. It's like 44 or $45 million at the last year or two of this contract. So he's owed yeah, $90 is, million. He's in that. He's in those last two okay. years now. So how are you going to build a team with one player making 44 or $45 million a year? The salary cap is what it is. And if that player gets hurt, unfortunately, John Wall did get hurt. Twice. What, what does that mean? It's an, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an impossible task. So you ask me, what does this mean? My question is, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. There was probably only one or two players at that particular time that could be moved for John Wall. One of them being Russell Westbrook, right? Every general manager or executive in the league is always looking to move one disgruntled player for another disgruntled player. Mm-hmm. Because of what you just said at the beginning of this conversation was, what's the PR? They want to avoid the PR. Mm-hmm. So, look, how are you going to move a $45 million contract before training camp starts? Unless it's another disgruntled player who doesn't want to be there for whatever the reason may have And there's been. not many guys that are on Supermaxes that have $45 million contracts. I mean, Blake Griffin was one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like you said, so Russell Westbrook's one of those guys originally. I, 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 mean. I, I think that is... Look, if you're asking me what, what's really going on, here's the following. Let's just cut through the, the chase so we could take this 30-minute <laughs> conversation to a 30-second a conversation. <laughs> Here's the question every player has to ask. Are you willing to accept the responsibility of the accountability of being a max player? That's the question. Yeah. I get that everyone wants the money. But do you want the responsibility and the accountability that comes with that to that organization, to that city, to that region? That's the question. Mm. And, 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 Everyone wants the money. I understand it. I get it. But you can't say, you know, the the team is bad. You are the team. That's why we're paying you the money. You are the team. Yep. Let's take the latest example of someone who accepted that responsibility. Number 34, a.k.a. a buck 50. Mm-hmm. Giannis the Great. He took on the responsibility of what that contract meant that he signed. It wasn't just about getting the money. But as some of my good friends used to say in that era, it ain't about the money, but it is about the money. But Mm. when you do take the money, you also are taking on the responsibility of what comes with that. that's That's the billion dollar question. Are you prepared to take on what comes with that max? Mm. Because it's more than basketball. If y'all telling me who the best basketball player is, then that's a that's a one conversation. If you telling me who is we talk about the greatest, you got to talk about on the court, off the court, 
teammate, teamwork, all those things. You got to take all these things into account. These max contracts comes with some responsibility attached to it. That's it. This is a 30 second conversation. Now, everybody wants everybody wants that, you know, max. Okay, I get it. But now you're looking at a situation and you got to say, okay, let's look at another player around the league who's making 40 plus million dollars and we can swap them out and both of them are unhappy in their current situation. But here's the thing that always troubles me. If you're unhappy in one situation, what makes you think you're going to be happy in this situation? The only way to solve this problem is what we call a buyout. Which uh, th- that's sort of the question. I mean, that that seems that's, to, that's that th- it, all of this stuff that keeps saying player empowerment. OK, I get it. I'm sitting on the sideline. I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. You work so hard to get yourself in this position. And then you give it back. And at, at 40, 50 years old, you start looking around going, man, why did I really give back $20 million? <laughs> you already won. You won. I Tate, mean, you, you make it $100 million. You won. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the, the, the first major, you know, moment of that when it kind of, or at least for me, when I realized that it was, it was a different conversation was even someone like Anthony Davis. I mean, he has his bird rights. He has the supermax. you know, These and, are all and the you leave 80, you leave $80 million on the you, table. You do what you do. I get it. People have yeah. a way of looking at the world. I get yeah. it. I respect how they look at it. I, I've had this conversation one too many times. <laughs> If that is what makes you happy at 20 years old, let's revisit the situation 30 years from now and see if that same thing. Because what made me happy at 20 years old is totally different what makes me happy now at 54. I get it. No judgment. But Tate, there's one thing that's consistent that makes me happy, whether I was 20 or 50. It's called cream. Cash rules everything <laughs> around me. <laughs> okay? Dollar, the, dollar bill, in the, y'all. In the words of Wu-Tang, it's about the cream. <laughs> now, if you found something else, it ain't about the bunny, though. See, it, I, some of the things that have given me the greatest satisfaction was things I did where I didn't get paid to do it. It's free. But there's also some things where you got to think about it in the right frame of mind. And when I heard that song, when I heard that song "Cream" from Wu Tang, mm. it connected with me on a lot of different levels. And that's all I'm saying, Tate. Now, I don't know who else has a forty million dollar contract to trade with. I don't know if there's a, a a good player on a good team who wants to leave and 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 would and would be willing to come to another team that's as you just said in a rebuild. I don't know how that looks. But what I do know is that you know what? I think the people I think the solution that the league is going to recommend in the next collective bargaining agreement is shorter term deals. Mm. 
which is less security, yes, less money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is what I think they're going to do. See, this is what this is the this is the dark path. I think this is what this is heading. So you're fighting to get longer term secured contracts because injuries do occur. Yeah. Things happen in life. But now what I'm thinking is, okay, the players want to move every year or two anyway, right? We don't want to give them any responsibility. That way, if it doesn't work there next year, you can go to another team. Mm-hmm. So why not just offer and, and, all of the players? And we don't have to keep paying you. You know what I mean? We so let it go. So the owners will say, well, they want to move anyway. See, this is this is the path I think they're headed down. And I keep asking myself, why? Why? Because now you're getting into NFL territory where nothing is guaranteed. And yes, this is. But again, and, and guess who loves all this, by the way, as the much owners. as we're talking about player, the owners. Yeah, this is what this they is, want. This is where I keep saying, Tate, yeah. that I think this is a dark path we're going down. But I'm just going to sit on the sideline here and you and I are just going to talk about it because it's not making. So now you have an opportunity to get five year fully guaranteed super max deal that are back in where, where you're making back, the most money, money on the back, back end. end. Yes. Okay. That's a but, pretty good deal. Hey, Tate, from one point of, as they would say in Star Wars, it's only true from a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from a point of view, it's true. And from a point of view, but you see, you're seeing these players saying, I would rather give the money back, take a buyout, take less years to just go play with whoever I want to play with and do, because it's about, okay. Winning. That's fine. Now. Hey, and I think this is exactly what the owners want. If I was an owner, that's what I would want. And it's beauty because it's beautiful for them because it's under the guise of the player freedom and player empowerment. Yeah, right. So that's, yeah, it's like feeding yeah, yourselves to the wolves. This is this this is just to consider. This is the path I think is going to be the players are going to look back on this because all of those players before they fought, we fought to get the most years, the most secure, the most money that we can possibly get, fighting for the piece of the pie. Right now, what you're seeing is the player saying, "Oh, we wait a minute. We don't want that. We well, if we take the supermax, we might be held accountable." No, I, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I, I just think the players should ask themselves, "What is it they truly want, and what are they doing truly for the game?" Because most of us who come in that league, it takes more than a year or two to figure out who you're going to be. Yeah takes a year or two and if we keep doing this who knows what the game is going to look like well especially if you sign a two-year deal and like you said you haven't found out who you are and then your two years are up and now you're out of the league and they got a replacement for you who's down to sign up for two years and see if he can make it work and get another two-year deal and at the end of the day all these top players and and kudos to them because they are betting on themselves and they are perform like Kevin Durant LeBron James they've been betting on themselves and then they've been performing and then they get the next you know contract but not everybody is LeBron James or Kevin Durant so when that's the precedent but but here's the caveat they're betting on themselves 
with the idea of they have earning potential outside of Nike and and, and American okay. Airlines now, and all these other brands. Now, yeah, there are. Let's just say. Let's just take. There are five players who actually probably are earning just as much as they're earning on the court. You Steph know, Curry, Steph LeBron Brown, James, James, yeah, Kevin yeah. Durant. Okay, but okay, th- there's four or five players. What about the other four hundred? Mm-hmm. Everyone. Here we are still talking about the one guy. I don't even want to say his name. The one guy with the shirt you're wearing right now. We're still trying to catch that guy. Everyone believes they're going to be the next that guy. There's only one guy who's done that. So you could you could have you can take that risk. I understand if you are, and a you'll top never player. be. You'll never be the first again. Yeah. So everything that you're doing is, is a is a you know it if, is if, the second time around. We've seen it before. If so you it's have kinda, the earning potential to earn millions and millions off the court, you can afford to take that risk mm-hmm. because getting to a bigger market, betting on yourself makes sense. That's why Anthony Davis, the, the, you you can kind of like, even if you don't agree with it, you okay, understand but, he's but, saying, I'm going to LA. Five, there's only so many players that can actually do it. You mm-hmm. can say that, but there's only so many who can do that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who can go to the gym and make step backs, but how many guys can do it actually in the game when it counts? Mm. That's why I stopped looking at the, the workouts in the, in the summertime. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. No yeah, one puts look, up a missed shot on Instagram in the summer. Everyone makes every shot in the summer. Bismack Biombo's hitting step back threes in workout videos. You know what I mean? Like anybody can do it. Everyone makes everyone makes the shots in the summer in the Instagram yep. posts. Everyone mm-hmm. makes every three day take, every two day take, every step mm-hmm. back, every trick shot. No one misses a shot. No mm-hmm. one loses a game. Everyone is grinding. Mm-hmm. Everyone is hustling. Everyone mm-hmm. is outworking everyone. Okay, mm-hmm. that's great. When the games start, Tate, you and I are going to say, this guy is passing well. <laughs> this guy is not playing well. Yeah. And then when we say this guy is probably not worth XXX, whatever the case may be, then they're going to say, this guy is hating. Wait, wait a minute. Yep. We're just calling it like we see it. This is the problem now with the business with the content business that we're currently in is because, and the and I want to say this here, I think the young people are right because everyone is aligned with everyone. Like you don't know who's not aligned with who because I understand why everyone wants to control the narrative because you don't know who's aligned with who. That's why it's important for you and I to be independent and not have a corporate sponsor here. Yeah. So that we are not aligned with anyone so that we can actually speak our truth. Yeah, truth to power. Yeah. That that's that is the beauty of where we're at now. The moment we have a corporate sponsor, things are going to change on the show. <laughs> Let's be honest, Tate. There's a difference between being honest and being legal. Let's be honest here. The moment we get a corporate sponsor, our show changes. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. 
It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile to stop. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. Trains can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Back to pushing through. And that's how it works with anything. That's how it works. That's how it works with anything and everything. So mm-hmm. I understand why the players again, say that. Cash rules everything around everybody. Yeah. yeah. I understand why the players always think that someone is out to get them in the media. Why? And I got to say it. Nine times out of ten, they're probably right. Yeah, they're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I understand the game's being played. I understand why the game is covered the way it's covered. I understand why people do what they do. I understand it. But here, we can actually speak from respect because we respect those players, whether they play well or they don't play well, and we're we're not aligned. So when we say such and such doesn't play well here, they say, you know what, man, those those, those two – are, are, are just calling it like they see it. We're not. It's not. A, it's, it's not. We're not calling out their character. We're not saying that they suck. No. We're not saying. You know what I mean. We're, we're saying you didn't play well in this moment in time, right. and we have a, an understanding that you can yeah, play yeah. at that level. That's why we're making yeah. this point. Exactly. Exactly. But the moment we get an official sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that player should be mad at us because he's like, oh, he's just saying that. Because now he's got to keep his ratings or they got to keep their yeah, ratings yeah. and yeah. Th- th- da, da, da. This is for and money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's the, just trying to get views for the cash. Yeah. Now we, we get the clickbait. Now we're saying the hot take because we need. I understand this. This is why it's important for Tate and BJ to remain independent. Mm. Because there has to be a place where there's no hidden, they're, 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 we're not aligned with anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care who plays well. I really don't. I don't care I don't who's either. the greatest of all time. I just want all of the players to do the best they can do. It doesn't matter to wa- me who the greatest I is. I just want to watch greatness. You know what I mean? I think that's why you and I were so pleased that, with the finals, because we watched hey, greatness. I, 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 Hey, last year was last year. You know what I'm excited about this year? Who's going to be the best player this year? Yep. Just because you were the best player last year, doesn't mean you're going to be the best player this year. Just yeah, because you were the, best the MVP five years ago doesn't mean that you're going to be the. Every year is a new year. This is what I. This is what every athlete knows. Like Father Time is undefeated. I'm excited to see this version of LeBron. Just as excited as I was, I remember when he first came in the league, because mm-hmm. this is an entirely different version. This is an entirely different version. Yeah. I'm also excited to see Giannis. How's he going to respond? Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm, I'm excited to see how, how he's going to How does he carry respond. the weight? How does he carry the weight of the crown? Right. Yeah. yeah. How, I'm excited to see this year. What, 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 how's Ben Simmons going to respond to this? <laughs> like, what if he has to stay in Philly? How's that going to look? 
Mm. What if they can't get? What if they can't find a place for him to get traded? Uh, uh, what is that going to look like? I'm excited to see. Okay, what's Brooklyn really going to do now? Okay, last year they kind of did things on the fly. What's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson's coming back. What's that going to look like? Yeah, the Suns. The Suns. What are they going to look like? Suns got a little taste of success. Yeah, it didn't end the way they ended. They improved their roster on paper. What's that going to mm-hmm. look like? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the next State Farm commercial really going to look like now? <laughs> you know, you know he's taping it right now. I, I know Javale's in it. Yeah, Javale's that's what I'm saying. You know, Chris, I know you're listening. Put Javale in the commercial now. Put you Javale know? in that. Yeah, he's okay. too funny not to be. So this is this is to me what makes sports great when you yeah. don't have the agendas. Hey, we're, we're just a couple guys talking sports because we love the sport. No, yeah. no, 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 no disrespect. No, here. Just want to call it like we see it. Everyone's here and be able to promote the game. So, Tate, if there's anything that I enjoy coming on with you every time we come on, is because the game shall remain and always will remain at the forefront of everything we yes. do. It's about the game. It's not about Tate and BJ. It's not about who's the greatest player. Who's going to? Here is a you game. And I, you and I aren't sitting here saying our takes and then you know watching things happen and say I was right or I was wrong. You know what I, mean? I could just, care less. I literally, I, I, I really do not care. To, you know, if there's one thing, one criticism I have about viewing sports today is that we don't know how to put our stars, promote our stars. Mm-hmm. No, all we all we want to do is put them on a pedestal and then tear you them down. That, yeah. We don't know how to promote the game anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I wish there was a class. Like, I wish there was a class, and maybe that's what we're doing here. And I don't even know we're doing it. Is how to actually promote the game. Like, let's not just promote fa- the not game. be a fanboy. Like, literally yeah, promote let's the just game. Pro- yeah. Just promote the game. This is a beautiful game. Do I have to tear down such and such and say he's a scrub or he's a- no? How to pr- properly promote the game? Because this is a beautiful game. It's a global game. And, and because we get a chance to be in the game, talk about the game, we get a chance to make some money in the game, too. I mean, that's just a byproduct of something that we we love and we got passionate about. But yep. it's important in saying all those things take that we remain true to the game. And that's what I enjoy most about you, my friend, coming on. Without us going too deep into it, it's just saying it's about the game. And yeah. I'm looking forward to this year, 21-22, of who's the best this year. I don't know who yeah. that's going to be. Yeah. I, I really don't. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm I'm looking forward to it because building a team is so difficult. And as I'm watching these rosters, Brooklyn, that came together very quickly last year. The Lakers. This is a brand new team now. Miami, brand Miami, new team. Brand new team now. All of these teams are, you know, Philadelphia could be a brand new team now. All of these teams are new, and that's the way you have to do it in today's game. I mean, say what you want to about Golden State, same players, but it's a really a new team. Mm-hmm. Clay hasn't played now in a couple of years. Yeah, how is that going to fit in? Those and they haven't getting- played with that unit 
ever, you know? And they, how, how are they going to put James Wiseman in? Yep. How are they going to put, you know, is is, is Wiggins actually going to, uh, who Play knows? the three instead yeah, of the two, mm-hmm. yeah. We don't know. So I'm excited about this year because there are so many unknowns. I'm excited to see how these how these owners and executives build these rosters because it's very difficult. And, and in the end, there will be a champion. In the words of my dad, you know, when the dust settles, you got to see who the last man is standing. Mm. <laughs> it, there will be a team that's going to win the last game of the season. Now, we all want to be right in our, in our picks, and it could change from week to week, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. And, and that's the one thing I, I want our listeners to know is, like, there's no hidden agendas here. There's no secrets here. There's no we're trying to promote – here or someone's no we don't we we consciously made a decision to do what we do so that we can put the game at the forefront it's about the game yep and uh that that means a lot to me and and i appreciate you for for doing this with me to be able to talk about the game because you know the game is it's it's been incredible it's been an incredible journey for me personally and for a lot of people i know feel the same way yeah, and I was, uh, you know, in Springfield, Massachusetts this past weekend with Midas. And, you know, as we're there, we're sitting in the room where, you know, all these legends are, are sitting and they're obviously honoring the, the, new, the new class as they come into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, you see, you know, the Bill, Bill Russell sitting on his own row. You know, Dr. J is sitting amongst, you know, these group of legends. Michael Jordan is third row. You know what I mean? You, you see the pecking order of these legends and you see the respect that they give one another. And you see Spencer Haywood is more important in this room than, you know, you know Michael Jordan because of the homage and the respect that they have for the game. And it, it was a beautiful moment. And it was also great to be in a room where you see, like, you could walk to the bathroom and run into Eric Spolstra. You know what yeah. I mean? And Eric Spolstra has a reverence for, you know, all these guys, and you see Pat Riley, and and you see, you know, I mean, even when Ahmad Rashad's standing up there, he's like, there's just so many legends sitting in front of him, and, you know, there's been so many great stars in this game, and I think that's what uh, you and I have, you know, obviously you being there and playing with them have a deep appreciation for, but it's, it's, from the well, outside looking in, there's a deep appreciation for it. It's and always I think that's, about the that's game. That's the main thing. And Tate, and that's, yep. and, and that's the great, it's always about the game. Keep the main thing the main the thing. thing. Exactly. The game. The, the game. And... It's a beautiful game, and I'm excited. Well, we got about 30-some days before our first game or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we're moving closer. One last thing before we get out of here, BJ. I know if John Wall was the, the impetus of this conversation. If you had a, a team, I mean, I've seen a lot of people talk about the Sixers, maybe John Wall with Embiid, if he were to get bought out. I mean, is there is there any sort of team like that that's looking for a point guard like a John Wall that could come in and maybe stabilize things on that front and be able to get people in the right situation? Because I do think John is almost underrated in that sense that he does understand the point guard position um, and obviously has played at a very high level and all-star level for for quite a few years in the NBA well you know this question has to be answered in really three parts yeah the truth first of all here's the biggest question where's John's health right now Mm -hmm. but just be honest if we're gonna if we're gonna make a trade for a player that's making that type of money the best ability is availability Okay, you have to be available to play. Mm-hmm. So if you get a player like that, and you don't have a chance to win the final game of the season, you got to ask yourself, what's the point of you trading for a player like that? That's yep. the first question. So where is his health now? 
Okay. John came back last year. He sh- I thought he showed flashes coming back from a major injury, injury like he did. However, showing flashes, now I have a different level of expectation. Second part of this. How effective of a player is John going to be at his best right now? Is he still a top five point guard? Is he a top 10 point guard now? Is he in the top 15? What's his effectiveness on the game of basketball at this level? Three, which is the most important thing that no one talks about, but we need to talk about it here because here we not only talk about the basketball, we have to talk about the business because the business and basketball where they intersect, that's the truth of the game. Mm. How are you going to build a team around a player at his age? What, what's John now? John's got to be closing in on 30, somewhere around? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's 31. Okay. Where and how are you going to build a team around a player at his age trading before the season? That's a fact. It's a, the, now, it's virtually impossible. Is virtually impossible. So I understand why they put out the PR thing because they're saying we're not the ones that don't want to trade you. Name me. Let's try to name a team that would take him back right now and where he would be happy because what he's basically saying is the following. He wants to win. Mm -hmm. You have everything you need in Houston. You have the number two pick coming in. Excitement. John Wall is there. What's the one kid they just signed last year from Detroit? Christian Wood. Christian Wood is there. They have some good young talent there. Mm -hmm. Kevin Porter Jr. They have some good young talent there. Mm -hmm. Basically what he's saying is he wants to win. So now let's look at the upper echelon teams. Right? Are you going to trade him for, you know, a Jamal Murray or Damian Lillard or Steph Curry or Kyrie Irving or Ben Simmons? That's basically what he's saying without saying it. Because the other there are some teams that don't even have a max player on there. So that means they would have to trade like seven guys on their roster. Yeah, their whole team. Yeah, exactly. So what he's, that's what he's saying. So how is this going to work? It's a buyout situation is what, is what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. So and I, I think that, that, that then you know, leads to, to a, a okay, much larger conversation. Yeah, so now, yeah. okay, if that's the situation, so be it. Because you have to look at it in its entirety of how you're going to trade somebody. This is what I'm saying. I, Blake Griffin why, just did this with Detroit. You know, we've, we've seen Okay, this. so Blake Griffin worked hard, jumping over cars and All-Star Weekend, da-da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> to give the money right back. To go get the vet minimum. To guard Giannis. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But again, Tim Duncan, he said... 
I may not be as good at the end of my deal as I was when I was younger, at the end of my career, excuse me. So I'm going to structure my deal where I maybe aren't making as much money at the end so that I can build a better team around me and give us the, the flexibility so that we can continue to compete at the highest level like I was when I was the man. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, for the Lakers, Mitch Kupchak and Kobe are like, we're going to pay you for what you deserve, Kobe. And if this it's leads to us tanking, uh, you know, w- w- hey, yeah, so be yeah, it. We're getting yeah, young players this in the is future. What I, see, yeah. see, Tate, now you're talking because you can look at it however you want to look at it. But when you do take the money, take all the responsibility that comes with it. Those two examples you just named, they both accepted the responsibility of their truth. Yep. For different reasons. For different reasons, whatever the reason. But it was, but it was the, the, if you break it down, it, it makes it, sense. It makes, if it ain't making dollars, it don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you want to look at it. It's how you want to look at it so... Those are just two examples and whatever works for you, because the only thing that works up here, take that solves the problem of everybody is winning. Winning covers up all of the mistakes. Mm. Winning covers up all of the mistakes. If the Houston Rockets won the championship this year, I can guarantee you we're not having this conversation today. No doubt. Winning covers up everything. If you win, what's the first thing a guy does when he takes a minimum somewhere? Well, I came here because I want to win. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I know what that means as an agent. I always smile. I know what that means. Because what's the first thing that tears up your team when you win a championship? Now you want to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. Yeah. (laughs) So... uh, So in the end, Tate, to put a neat little bow on this conversation, I hear it. We're just watching it. We're going to continue to smile, have fun with it. But I can tell you now, everyone that wins a championship, they understand this, what I'm about to say. The me factor destroys every team because everyone Mm -hmm. wants their piece of the pie because they want to be the reason why they won. Well, yeah. I, I average 25 points. I, I should get paid. I should get paid. Now. And yeah. Now I was going to say, and nobody's ever made $80 million with memorabilia sales after winning. So, you know what I mean? A lot, a lot of this, a lot of this, like, you know, narrative that it's all yeah, going to come back, back on the other me. side of a championship. It, it's not. It's not. And I because if it you. did, Scotty, Scotty Pippen right now be making $80 million every year of memorabilia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As a guy who's won. Okay. Yeah, BJ Armstrong, you'd be making twenty million dollars every year. You hey, know what hey I mean? <laughs> if I went out right now and sold a, a shirt with former whatever, yeah, the three, NBA three be time like, NBA no, champion. you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our money. <laughs> so they'd be like, you can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So when I hear these things, yeah, I just smile to myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, there's lessons to be learned here, and everyone learns. 
if he's not making dollars in this game, because that's all it's about. Mm-hmm. That's all this is about. That's all it's about. And yeah. And, hey, pe- and people learn on their own time, you know. People what I mean? My learn mom's a first grade teacher for thirty time. years. She said people, people are going to learn on their own time. People, learn. you can teach them, but they're going to learn on their own time. So, there you go. I think that's <laughs> enough for today, my friend. And I, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you as always. This was great. We said a quick twenty. We want a quick. We want a. We went. We want a forty. A nice forty. Yeah, we want a nice, nice forty for the people. For yeah, the for people. The, All right. People. All right, BJ. Anything else before you get out of here? Hey, <laughs> winning water, my friend. You got to make waves. This has been pushing through. I am Tate Frazier. He is BJ Armstrong, and we will see you later in the week. Oh.